episode 197 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey there, everybody. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? A little tired. This will be our third podcast in like five days. That's, that's a, a lot of talking to me. Yeah. That's a <laughs> I marathon. feel sorry for you. <laughs> that's a marathon schedule for us. Sometimes sometimes it's a uh, uh, schedule allows for it or uh, we have to uh, we have to make the time to do it when uh, certain billionaire executives are resigning from uh, corporations that we follow very closely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes news just falls like manna from the heavens and you have <laughs> to deal with it. And the crazy, again, I, we said on that podcast, it was crazy how we both had free time to actually do that the day of. And I'm still thinking about things that we didn't even, uh, things that we didn't even bring up on the show. That I was just like, oh man, that that that's a good question. I mean, that who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen there? Who I hope knows? you I hope you write them down because we can talk about um, next podcast because SummerSlam is next weekend. That's right. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. And uh, did you did you mean mana or mana like uh, the Rock would say? Whatever. Go with his pronunciation. <laughs> He's right. He is Black Adam after all. He's right. I'm wrong. Right. Well, before we get into, it, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yo, do you uh? Because we've talked about music and like recently we talked about music and, and things like that. Do you have Shazam? Do you use any of those apps that catch songs? No, I don't do that because I will um just say, "Hey Siri, what song is this?" Oh, oh so I, Siri is your Shazam for you? Yeah, I have an Apple Watch, and so I'll do that. Okay, look at that. Mm-hmm. Damn, I gotta get me one of those. Yeah. But yeah, I, got, I am Apple out. I got the I got iPhone 11. I got the Apple Watch. I just got some ear pods and I'm looking to upgrade to the 13 Pro because I got some kind of loyalty program with Sprint. It's going to cost me like uh, extra. Not, I'm not even kidding. Getting the 13 Pro would cost me an extra penny on my um oh my God. phone bill again the 13 pro max would cost like 14 no 14 but four dollars a month for so 24 the, months you going for the four dollars a month uh probably eh, it's not a bad deal so i, I asked you this because I, I was uh i was doing some cleaning and stuff like that before uh during the afternoon before we recorded mm-hmm and uh, so I have Shazam linked up to my Spotify account. So I was on my laptop and I was just thinking about it. And so I went on, uh, went on Spotify, opened it up and I started playing uh, my Shazam playlist, mm-hmm. all the songs that I've tagged so far. And it's just, it's very bizarre. Like, m- like I know for the most part when and where I tag this song. It's usually either at a bar or uh, in the car. Like if I'm listening to the radio uh maybe if i'm you know uh or if i'm at, like at a concert and like they're playing music before the bands go on on stage and stuff like that um 
for the most part, like, you know, I pretty much have an idea of where I'm, I'm getting these songs, but I was just listening. And some of these, there are some songs where I'm thinking, where in the hell could I possibly have been for this song to catch my ear that I had to tack it? I, I, I was just blown away by some of these things that I was listening to. Good songs or bad songs? All of the very good songs uh, oh. for the most part, I would say. But just like, I, I don't know where I would be to, to listen to this kind of song. Like, where, where the hell was I? And it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of racking my brain at the moment. I know where you are. You're out there at the bar, ordering shots for the whole table, trying <laughs> to get the ladies loose, filling the groove. And you're like, I got to get this. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very interesting but it's good it was it's fun i, I was um, having fun listening to all these songs that i still you know uh, haven't listened i've only listened to, maybe listened to once <laughs> so it was, it was good it was good to mix it up too you know instead of just being the same old same old so i don't know if you've ever encountered that but i guess not with uh well I rarely play the radio in my car. I'm either listening to my own playlist or mm -hmm. a podcast and um, I don't really leave the house and I haven't spent uh, almost three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I gotcha. No, that makes sense too. No, definitely. But um, I know you're talking about sometimes I will hear music either um at work one of my co-workers has a uh, speaker and they're playing music and mm -hmm. whenever my um earbuds die i'll hear something and i'll ask siri to to you know track it down and give me a name and everything so yeah, yeah. i do that every once in a while but definitely not at the rate that you do it i'm i'm, I'm boring sometimes I, i'm scrolling through this now and i've got it's loading all the like, my Spotify can't keep up with my scrolling. Remember, I'm I'm a father. I don't have to be cool. You have to be cool to cool to cool. Keep up with all the hot topics. I can be out here and just be old and wash, and that's what's expected. I have the dad jokes and fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be cool. That's always my fallback. Whenever something, whenever people are like, "Oh, do you know about this, that, and third? Like, nope, don't know nothing about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but to count, I've got over 2,300 songs Shazammed. God damn. Yeah. And part of what I was doing was to like going through it. <laughs> You're the being, person keeping Shazam in business. Pretty much. Also, I was going through it and just being like, oh, I've got that. I already have that. I have that record or I know that band. I know that song. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I tagged it back then. So I'm just going to clear up the space on my on my list, my phone, everything like that. So house cleaning and uh just uh reminiscing as well so your storage space is in the dirt <laughs> yeah yeah that's good all right um yeah man so speaking oh, of shazam mm -hmm. uh, and the rock black adam and things like that that we mentioned work turned out to be a pretty good segue into i think what you know what we're all clamoring to talk about today it is, but you're completely going off script right now. Oh. <laughs> because before we get into everything that happened this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con, I wanted to talk about a story that I teased before in a previous podcast, and it's the um, case of Zack Snyder and his bot league. 
Oh my gosh. Did you That's read rough. did you happen to read this? So it's a Rolling Stone article and exclusive fake accounts fueled the Snyder Cut army online. And basically the article was talking about how um WB uh hired a company to look at all the tweets, messages, everything that was happening online uh during the whole um release the Snyder Cup um saga saga that was happening a couple years ago and what they found pretty startling like they found out like 13 percent of the tweets that were coming through were fake which was like an extreme amount concern that usually when there's something happening about two to three percent of the tweets are by uh bots so it's almost like a five uh five time difference and also, um, the companies, uh, man, I can't find the name, but basically, the uh, the restore the Snyderverse cut, uh, tw- uh, hashtag when that dropped in March 2021 after the studio finally re- released Snyder's uh, uh, Justice Lee cut the amount of tweets that were happening right after. And a week after were mind boggling. Uh, this is a quote in the story. Just look at the drop. That hashtag was twin was trending at a million tweets a day for when they wanted to release a Snyder Cup. And then it dropped down to 400,000 within days. Holy cow. Uh, says one digital marketing executive who claims the phenomenon became the talk of Hollywood. You don't see a drop like that organically. Instead, the executive says it appears to be a classic example of weaponizing a movement. So do they have any idea who started it? Who's behind? Let's see. I'm going back to. Was so it Snyder they, himself? <laughs> well, there is a, a part of the story where he says that Snyder also had had like. I don't want to say a bot for a bot farm, but basically he had his own like social media push out there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Fans of the um, uh, the Snyder cut, you know, they could purchase bot. But the way they were talking about like this, ha- this was so huge. This wasn't just like a few fans doing it. This was like millions of dollars put into this. Jesus. And that affects everything, man. It affects HBO's, you know, stake in all of this. Yeah. Uh, also, further on the story, uh, quote, pricey publicity stunts ensued, like a towering Times Square ad, which can cost more than $50,000 per day, and a plane flying over Comic-Con with the banner calling for DC to release a Snyder Cut. And none of the press reports at the time addressed who was footing the bill. And people were asking, where's the fundraiser? Why didn't we ever see a Kickstarter campaign from the funds at One Insider? I was like, where's the money coming from? That is crazy. And then the, the story also goes into how Zack Snyder, like after he left filming to deal with the uh, suicide of his daughter, 
mm-hmm. he basically had the hard drives and the film cancer from the shoot and he was supposed to return them and he never did return them and so after the th- theatrical cut came out he was posting on hit uh i don't remember what social media site it was it wasn't twitter or some uh, some social media Truth. <laughs> no it was something else i don't remember what it was called but basically he was posting pictures talking about oh and on the pictures had the label director's cut running time 214 minutes just to just to get the word out there like hey that cut that you saw in the theaters that wasn't my cut and that's when that's the first time i actually saw the whole scenario cut thing actually grow Mm-hmm. is when he posted a picture of like oh here's what i did and it's two hours and this is the real thing it's not whatever they put out in the theaters and then the fandom just just grabbed hold of that and just took off and just talking about how toxic it was i mean they were sending threats to wb executives to their children just being complete assholes and like, I don't care if that's real or not. If you're coming after me because of some movie and let's be honest, a shitty movie from a <laughs> shitty director, I'm going to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, again, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot that went into all this, a lot of money and resources that, you know, it's it's mind-boggling to be honest like I'm, I'm really at a loss for words the, the development of this yeah once you read this story you go through it you'll be like oh there are no good guys in the story joss whedon everything he was doing on on set he was a complete <laughs> asshole but it's not like Zack snyder is is the hero in the story right So what will the fallout be from all of this? I think the fallout is going to be these companies are going to be more aware of fans trolling them online. And really dig deep to see who really is behind all of this mm-hmm. before yeah. they before they make decisions on their movies. Yeah, because right. we've already seen this with uh, Star Wars. After The Last Jedi, um, they listened to the toxic fan base that didn't like it for the reason that women exist, I guess. Women and Black people exist in Star Wars, and they can't handle it. So they tried to course correct with The Last Jedi, and I still haven't seen that movie, and I refuse (laughs) to. Um, And after that happened, they basically said, nope, we're not doing this anymore. So now when they have a TV show like Obi-Wan and they have the toxic fan base getting pissed off because a black woman is a is a um, inquisitor. And that happened. Yeah. The dumbest thing that I saw was like people were complaining and they were like, oh, why is she so emotional and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you do realize that the way to the dark side is by being emotional, right? Right. Like, if anything, she's being more of a of a Sith than just about anybody we've seen on TV, say, for Darth Vader and the Emperor. Mm-hmm. But 
people don't follow <laughs> the logic of the story and the rules set in place in the um, existing properties. They want to get mad and upset because or a black woman getting get mad. I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. So when that happened online, Disney was just, was just 10 toe down. Like y'all ain't going to pull this shit again. And they just stood up, stood up. They just stood up and said, we're not going to have this. You're not going to do to her what you guys did to um, the actress who played Rose in uh, the last Jedi. We're not going to let you guys be assholes for no fucking reason either. They basically, they said the tweet was like, Star Wars is no place for racism, no place for prejudice. If you got a problem with it, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good. I wish you had done that a couple of years ago when they were acting the fool with, um, God, what's her name? Tran? The woman who played Rose. It's something oh. Tran. Oh, yeah. Kelly Marie Tran, is that it? I, I'll take your word for it. Oh, you are not helping me. Let's see. Yep, I got it. Yep. You're right. Yeah. When people are acting like dicks to her and John Boyega, but you know what? Bear late than never. Uh, small. Thanks, Disney. I hope that's what we see now with Disney and WB going forward. Like, we're going to make these movies. If you have a problem with it, you can say something's wrong and, and we will accept uh, criticism by our fans. But if your problem is, I don't like the fact that these black and brown people exist and we're just going to say fuck you and move on. That's so, that's so weird. It's just weird that you know like this is an issue with movies, man. I mean it's just a movie, dude. Like, to to take issue with something like that is just it's so stupid. Like, who has time to to like rant and rave over something like that? Yeah, it's just, dude, is crazy. They will sit here and say, "Oh, I I can't relate to Sam Wilson, you know, his Captain America story." But I'm like, so you're telling me that you could relate to Tony Stark, a million, a billionaire, super genius inventor? You could relate to that? <laughs> uh, I just. I just wish that they would say stuff like that, like they, they can't relate and then stop watching. The worst part is they say this shit, they hate the, the TV shows, but they're always there to watch them. Right. Is there something wrong with me that I watch movies and TV shows and I've never related with any character in a truly meaningful way? You're broken, man. I'm afraid to tell you. <laughs> no, it's... Like, you know, I get it. I mean, look, there's people, there, there are people that feel a connection to characters and they feel a relation to characters in some way. I'm not criticizing that, but, you know, because everybody has to, everybody's different. And, you know, that's, that's what makes life so great. But I've never felt a connection like, oh man, I'm like, I'm like Tony Stark. Or I'm like, uh, 
you know, I'm like uh, John Boyega, I forgot, Finn, uh, you know, from Star Wars. I mean, I like aspects of characters and things like that. You know, it's like, ooh, man, wouldn't it be cool to, to have Darth Vader's powers and, you know, just choke a, <laughs> you know, choke a you-know-what out <laughs> with, ah. without touching anybody or, you know. I'm gonna get you in touch with Tark with a talk space because you sound like a psychopath, Mister. I can't relate. I can't relate to anybody. That's it'd be uh, cool to fly. It definitely would be cool to fly because fuck traffic. But no, it's uh, it's fine. It's just uh, different. Like I, like personally, there are some characters I relate to more than others, but that's because I can see like the the situation that they go through. I've been through that before. Sure. Like. Uh, you know, being you no know, like I really love Falcon and Winter Soldier just because they went there with the racism. And it's like, yeah, I definitely can understand trying to be a black person trying to take over the job of your white compatriot right. or like any story that has a father and son uh, relationship as the crux of the story. I'm always feeling myself in that, but sure, sure. But you don't have, no, nothing's wrong with you. You're fine. You're fine. He's not fine. Help me. <laughs> you ready to go from one DC disaster to another? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. What the fuck is DC and WB going to do with the Flash movie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Did you ever see the episode of The Simpsons where they filmed the Radioactive Man movie? Yes. Of course. Of course you have. That's a classic. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> the first like nine seasons of The Simpsons, I got to anything past that kind of <laughs> iffy. Right. Remember the, the editing they did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were in different locations for every single scene. Yeah. Piecing together a movie. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. This is so crazy you're gonna see uh you're gonna see uh regular people and villains now you can't you folks listening can't see this on screen but if you look at if you look at me in the camera dq mm. this is these are all this is the cut you're gonna see for every scene <laughs> <laughs> where'd he go he was just here <laughs> The good he's news so is, fast. yeah, he's so fast. You could just like, you know, in the Flash TV uh, show, whenever he's talking to someone, he just moves super fast. So he, they can't see his face. That's what they're got to do with this movie. Every scene for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was crazy. Either that or it's just going to be two hours of Michael Keaton dressed as Batman. Yeah. And you might as well just call it Batman Returns again. <laughs> Batman fast forward or something like that. Yeah. I gotta say, all this was crazy when Ezra Miller was just running around Hawaii, <laughs> you know, um, harass, yeah, harassing the natives. But now, like, all the stuff we're hearing about them being a, um, a groomer, like, it's got, it's got crazy. And oh, before we get any deeper, I want to say Ezra Miller. Um, he is, oh, I'm sorry, they are non binary, I believe. So their pronouns are they, them, and not he, him. Uh huh. So let it be known that I will come on here and dog you out for being a, a shitty piece of a shitty human, but I would not disrespect your pronouns. <laughs> 
Fair enough. So yeah, so Ezra Miller was like I said, causing bar fights in Hawaii, breaking and entering the people's homes, acting a goddamn fool, and then, uh, and then the next story here about them is being a groomer to a 18 year old North uh, Dakota resident. Like basically, this this girl is living with him, and they've completely cut her off from her family, and. This shit is crazy. And she's uh they they allege that she's been his uh, been the target since she was 12. Yes. And the parents filed a protection order based saying Erza uses violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs to hold sway over a young adolescent Takata. I'm like, God damn. And then to add on to that, like he was on social media taunting the police because they can't find this man. <laughs> like he deleted acting the like the flash. He know he's go he's acting like the goddamn Joker. That's what they're acting uh. like. <laughs> you, you'll never catch me <laughs> as he runs off into that's they run off into the night. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you do with like, okay, let's say tomorrow you wake up, you're head of WB movies. What the <laughs> hell are you doing with this movie? Man. Um, excuse me. I think. Man. Cause this movie got pushed back and it's not supposed to come out to June 23rd of next year. I think by that point, you have to release it, right? Hear me out. You release it, but you don't promote it. You just let it bomb and make a few dollars if you can. You know, a few dollars is better than nothing. But unless unless you're confident that the story that was being told uh, isn't going to help uh, further the overall big picture of this universe, mm-hmm. right? So, Well, the problem is this movie is supposed to completely reboot the entire universe. Well, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be the movie that fixed everything. Boy, it has done the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. It is doing the complete opposite. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. That might be the only thing you can do. Is just let it die, you know. Put yeah. it, you know, put it out there and you know, if people see it, they see it and if people don't, you just have to swallow that pill because your your main star can't do any press for this movie. Right. Like even if it's a year from now, people are going to remember this is the first thing that comes up when you Google uh, Ezra Miller. Right. Well, look at it this way. I mean, uh, Michael Keaton's already been paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all these all these actors and actresses that are in this movie, the director, everybody's been paid. Just don't do press for it, you know? Just, again, just uh, eat the cost of, of making this movie. 
that's easy for me to say because I'm not investing, you know, 100 plus million into anything. (laughs) (laughs) So it's very easy for me to say, just, just do without, you know? Yeah, don't do any press and just put it out and go. So right now, Forbes, they suggest three things that Warner Brothers Discovery can do with this movie. Mm-hmm. One is reshoot the entire film with a different actor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Release the film as is and just center Batgirl and Batman. Mm-hmm. Or just say fucking send it straight to HBO Max. Deep in the re- recesses of HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing they can't do. They can't do um, the first plan. They can't uh, reshoot this with a new actor. There's no way. This movie is already costing $200 million. Even more than I had estimated. And the biggest issue with this movie is I I, I don't want to know how far I want to go into spoiler territory, but I think I can say this because the picture is already out there. So Ezra Miller plays the flash barry allen's he they're doing the uh the flashpoint storyline with a twist so part of that is if anybody's ready flashpoint you know he uh the flash goes back in time to try to save his mother mm-hmm. well in the movie he goes back in time to try to save his mother and also runs into past him mm-hmm. so you have ezra miller playing the uh two versions of the flash Oh my god. So twice the Ezra in one movie yes. that you can't promote? Yes. This is unprecedented. Yeah. But I don't know if you're ever going to watch this movie. <laughs> I fucked around and read some of the uh plot points that are about this movie and oh my god. <laughs> this movie had like I think it said like 40 the 45 writers on there. And oh reading this plot, what? yeah, it went through hell of like rewrites and everything. R- reading through the plot, yeah, it shows 45 writers. I thought this, it, I thought we were talking about movies, not WWE. No, this, whew. I read that plot. I'm like, okay, this, <laughs> holy cow. That's insanity, man. Yeah. I know people have talked about, oh, why don't you just bring green bring in Grant Gustin and just super impose his face over um Ezra Miller? And I'm like, well, first off, I mean go ahead. I was saying, first off, Grant does is he just did like nine months of acting up in Toronto for the flash. He's going to get some time off and then have to come back for the next season. Like, I don't think he would want to do that. And, and do you realize how much money that would cost? Like, it's not just superimposing his face over to Ezra Miller's. It's also, he has to come in and record lines at, in, in his voice. Like, right. <laughs> that, be, that movie would be pushing $300 million. And, and... Here's mm-hmm. the big end. Do you know how much shit they took for super unimposing a mustache <laughs> off of Henry Cavill? 
Thank you for reminding reminding me of that because, oh my God. And you want to impose an entirely different face? That's and not only that, if you're if you're Grant Gustin, mm-hmm. are you really gonna just be like just roll over like that when everybody was like, "This is like he's been doing so well on the TV show. Why not keep the continuity there and cast him as the Flash?" Like this was even before any of this happened when Ezra Miller was first cast as the Flash originally. You know, everybody's like, "Well, you already got a Flash. Like, what are you doing?" And a damn good one at that. A damn good one. The answer to the question. I kept up with the series longer than any than most shows <laughs> I try to watch. Yeah, but the answer like as an qu- actor, he, he is he really going to just roll over and just accept being second string coming off the bench? You know, you already know what I'm going to say. Go for it. If they make the check big enough. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean. But then again, we get back to that problem of this movie already costing two hundred million dollars. Right. This isn't baseball. You can't. You'd be stupid to accept deferred payments. Yeah, I think they're just going to do what you say. Hope everything just just quiets down and put the movie out. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if like whenever we see like the promotion and the commercials for this in the future, like most of it is centered around um, uh, Michael Keaton and um, Sasha, is it Carl or Kale? I don't know. Oh, oh Lord. Is she in trouble too? No, 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 no. I just read, I'm reading, she's supposed to be playing Supergirl and I just remind, that remind me of the, what I read on the spoilers and my head hurts now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Supergirl. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the ads are just like, whenever they show the flash, he's either running super fast or you can't see his face or it's just like uh, an image of his chest with the flash emblem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to ruin this plot points for anyone who's who, who's listening. If you would like to know, I'll gladly tell you. I'll, I'll gladly send you the uh, website so you can read them and be horrified too. <laughs> Wait, what's the difference between this Supergirl and the one on television? Is not the same woman. Same character? Because, yeah, obviously it's not the same woman, but is this girl playing Kara Zor-El? Yes, but her origin story is completely different in the movie. And once I tell you this, you might if I when I tell you, you're gonna lose your fucking mind. I'm not gonna do it here because I don't want to spoil anything for people listening. Gotcha. But yeah, it ain't good for DC. Y'all. This is supposed to be like their movie that fixes everything in the DCEU, and it's become more trouble than it's worth right now. <laughs> but let's move on to some good 
DC news. All right. And this one week- last thing. Oh, go ahead. I, I don't know if, if HBO is going to be willing to put it on the streaming service. They put- I think they would, I think, I think DC would be, would be, it would be wiser to just release it nation, you know, theaters everywhere. So fans don't have one target to go after because you'll go after Regal Cinemas, AMC, uh, Cinemark. You know, if, if people are outraged that they're going through with this. But if you put it on one, just one platform, there's only one target. I mean, look, it's just like with Netflix and, uh, you know, with, with Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K. and things like that. Like when you put something controversial like that, like, every, you know, mind you, there there is also the mentality that, you know, there is no such thing as bad publicity. You know, that they could always take that into consideration. But, you know, it, this is a this is a really, really touchy issue. You know, do you do you want to take that chance and put it on your streaming service and being the sole target of people's uh, outrage, you know, potential outrage? Do you know who owns HBO? I don't. Warner Brother Discovery. Uh-huh. So it's already theirs, baby. Put it out. <laughs> I think what they're going to do is the same thing they did for a couple of movies uh, last year. It, they're probably going to put it out in theaters and on streaming. Yeah, of course you can always do that. And just get out that way. Because it's already a sunk cost. It's not going to get any better. Yep. So just spend the money and move. Uh, you already spent the money. Just put it out. Get over with. <laughs> yeah. And pray that the Rock will save save you all at the in the end. Yeah. Speaking of, let's talk about San Diego Comic Con. The good, um, as you were saying, it was good for DC. For DC, um, there are two movies. Only two movies that I saw. Uh, Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods I'm so glad DC has decided to move on from the snack from the Zack Snyder edgelord universe because Shazam <laughs> the first one was like such a it was a great family movie and it was just criminally underrated more people should have saw that but but a lot of people did but, but more people still did saw pretty it. well for yeah the problem is DC and uh, Warner Bros. didn't know how to um, advertise it. It should have been advertised as a family friendly, you know, superhero movie. And yeah. they didn't do that. Because, man, even I saw it. And when I heard that Zachary, we've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. When Zachary Levi was cast as Shazam, I was just like, really, this guy? <laughs> it was probably the same way a lot of people felt when Chris Pratt was uh cast a star lord like mm-hmm. this goofy this goofy fuck like you know zachary levi the guy from uh that chuck chuck mm-hmm. yeah like this guy like seriously and then him the movie... right <laughs> oh my god oh my god dude that, that's, that's an inside joke people <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude, we haven't talked about that in 
I feel like four in, a- in ages. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but just shout, like just shout out to <laughs> your on again, off again, buddy Kyle. <laughs> yes, but just like uh, Chris Pat, uh, Zachary Levi put on some muscle and played the role perfectly. Yeah, it was great. It, it was a fun movie, man. Yeah, it's a great. It was a great movie, and any movie with Megan Good is going to get my two thumbs up. You already know that, <laughs> of course. So I'm really, ex- I'm really excited to see that movie. I'm really, I'm gonna uh, watch the first one HBO Max with my son and take him to see the second one. Uh, but let's talk about The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and his Black Adam movie, which after a decade is finally <laughs> happening. It will be in theaters eventually. Um, Has he been attached to this project this whole time for 10 years? I believe so, yes. Holy cow. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, you, you saw a trailer, right? So that's what I was going to ask you. For This is DC and Marvel. I guess mm-hmm. might as well just get it out of the way. They showed the trailers at, at the con. Are all of these trailers available now? Because I haven't looked. I haven't checked. I haven't had time to check. Um, from what I've seen, some of them are. I know both. Uh, let me look. Both the Black Adam Shazam trailers, Black Panther, um, and a, I think that might be it. I know they showed the Ant Man and the Wasp trailer at Hall H, mm-hmm. but it it didn't. Um, it hasn't been released outside. Okay. Except someone, of course, someone was of there course. and they took video of it. It looked like they had their phone in their purse. And yeah. um, I, okay. hope, <laughs> I hope they have playing tickets out of the country because Kevin Feige is about to find them. And why would you even watch? Like, man, we used to watch those, what, 10, 15 years ago when we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Like, you're tilting your head trying to see what this idiot was doing with his phone. And it's like... I guess maybe I am getting old because like I can just wait for the trailer to come out officially. I don't mm-hmm. need to see. Uh, I, I guess I'm too old for bootlegs nowadays. Like I don't need to see some bootleg copy of anything anymore. So yeah. I'll just wait. If, if the trailers, if all the trailers aren't out, I'll wait for when they do roll out. But uh, okay, so it looks like, yeah, I just, I finally went on YouTube and it looks like a lot of these are, mm-hmm. most of them are are available which is cool so it'll give me something to, to watch as soon as we're done recording yes yes sir. um yeah the i want to say that i'm excited to watch black adam but dc has lied to me in trailers so many times i'm hurt <laughs> um it looks interesting i can say yeah. that and it looks like black adam is going to be like the asshole anti-hero uh Pierce Brosman always loved that guy and uh Adolis Hodge man that guy <laughs> I've been following him since um Friday night lights that's how long I've been invested in his career <laughs> oh really yeah so I they got they have actor and act- actresses I'm like I don't know like, have they given a storyline yet? In fact, let me look it up on Sweeto Wikipedia. 
Like Black Adam comes and has to protect the world he barely knows. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, I lied about Black Adam. It hasn't been a decade. It's only been eight years. Johnson okay, was attached and confirmed he played the villain Black Adam in September 2014. been that long. Jeez, mm-hmm. please. Yeah, so I'm sure after Black Adam, they're going to have a Shazam Black Adam movie, which means Dwayne may never come back to wrestling and <laughs> stay busy. Your thoughts? I'm excited. I, I, you know, I want to see what um, what he has to offer to the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're whether or not your intention is to uh, compete with Marvel, there's no bigger star than Dwayne the Rock Johnson to yeah. get to to be a part of your franchise because Marvel has gotten the leg up on uh, DC with every big name and the one name they had they haven't gotten up to this point is the biggest star in hollywood um whether you want to look at it like that is like a coup for dc fair enough um but but i think there is reason to look at it that way like if you want to have a chance to compete to get people invested people excited mm-hmm. this is one of the best ways to do it. The only big star left that hasn't been in a superhero movie is Denzel Washington. And I know they're both both DC and Marvel are chomping at the bit to try to get him in their movies. What would you who would you cast him as? Who could you see him cast for um, both for both uh for franchises? Excuse me. Oh, this is an excellent question. I think the one that comes to mind in Marvel is uh, Blue Marvel. Uh, Adam Brasher. Uh, for God. Okay. I'm trying to think for well, you know what? For Marvel and DC, you know, since both of them are kind of in this multiverse stage, I mean, you could have him play damn near any character you want. It just plays them in a different multiverse. And DC, I don't know. I'm not up on DC and like their entire roster as I should. Like I know like the main characters, but I mean, if they're going through with this, um, uh, let's say Michael B. Jordan Superman movie. Then they can have him be Jarrell. Ooh. But we'll see that movie actually. We'll see if that comes to fruition. <laughs> Interesting. Jarrell. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cause you don't need him to be there for the entire movie. He can just be in and out real quick. Right. And I think he, he possesses a sentimentality that 
maybe Sam Jackson doesn't possess mm. to play that character. <laughs> no, I'm just now I'm just imagining Samuel just trying to talk to Denzel, like, come on, man, just do it. You go you'll have fun. Come on, motherfucker, just do the damn movie. I'm envisioning Sam Jackson <laughs> trying to get Cal L off Krypton before the planet destroys oh. and just going off on everybody. <laughs> As Ernie's crumbling around, you see this motherfucker crumbling. Let's get out. Get this fucking kid out of here. <laughs> oh my god. Also, oh, yeah. uh, we were talking about um, actors, you know, about Dwayne Johnson. We also got to talk about Shazam bringing in Heron Miram and Lucy Liu. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a big get. Like, I want people to understand, like, we don't hate DC. We just want them to be better. Right. Like, I love DC comics, and I wish the comics that I read could be brought to the um, the theater. Because, like... Well, I wish... Just, I, let me change. I wish that they could do that for every character that's not right. Batman. Exactly. Because the formula for Batman is... Not that it's simple... But it's proven, and it's proven that you can replicate it time and time again. Mm -hmm. And people are going to see it. I'm always going to see a new Batman movie. Always. I remember when Batman Begins came out, I I wasn't even aware of what was going on. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. What was I thinking? Because I still had, you know, the George Clooney stench, you know. No, I'm, I'm 10 done. years later was still lingering, but I was just like, now nah, I'm done. And then, you know, it's just like Al Pacino said, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Yeah, they, they hit us back with that crack rock. It was hidden. Yeah. And they've proven that they've proven, they have proven since the beginning, they've proven that Adam West can play Batman, that Michael Keaton can play Batman, that Val Kilmer can play Bruce Wayne, mm. that, George Clooney can play Bruce Wayne. That Christian Bale can play Bruce Wayne and Batman. And now they've just, uh, that Ben Affleck can do it. Mm-hmm. Because I had no problem with Ben Affleck in that role, in that movie. Just the story was like, eh, you know, we've talked about that. The story is, you know, <laughs> that's always going to be an issue. But, and then they proved that Robert Pattinson can play. Or Robert Pattinson <laughs> pro- proved that he could play that role, that character. So, Oh, hold on. I always forget that he's British. I remember I was watching like a behind the scenes when he was like having his little fight with Catwoman and then like they stop and he's like, oh, well, you need to do this and this and make sure I'll go this way. I'm like, (laughs) Batman's a goddamn Brit. And if this were maybe 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. he probably would have called her love, you know, something like that. You know, you need to watch. Yeah, you need to watch that. Yeah, you need to watch your hands there, love. (laughs) <laughs> the most British thing you can ever say. Yeah. It's Tuesday, isn't it, love? <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, just better DC movies. And they yeah. don't have to be all dark because if you read, go read Nightwing and tell me if that comic is dark. It is not. Um, so let's and move they, on. They've proven, oh, they've proven with, you know, for all the controversy surrounding the franchise now they've proven that you don't need to be it, uh, it doesn't need every fra- every 
movie does, doesn't need to be dark. You know, Aquaman was, again, controversy aside and questionable characters off screen aside, uh, Aquaman wasn't a dark movie and it was pretty good. I, I thought I was thoroughly, as we say when we talk about uh, wrestling, I was thoroughly entertained. <laughs> you were Dan with Shazam. Yeah. All right. So right now we are tentatively hopeful for DC. Yeah, of course. You always want to maintain hope. Yeah, but let's go to the big dogs in the room. Marvel. I'm going to be honest with you. Until I saw the teaser for Wakanda Forever, I had been nervous for this Black Panther movie. Mm -hmm. It's just losing Chadwick and having to put this movie together, I didn't know what to expect. I was hoping that Ryan Coogler and everyone on on set could figure it out. And you know, lo- watching that teaser, um, I feel like I'm about to be crying up in the club because mm-hmm. even the te- the teaser has me weeping, especially when um, Angela Bass says like I've given my given up my family and everything. I'm like, God damn. So it looks like in the story they're going with they're going with the passing of T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you before we get started: mm-hmm. Are you satisfied with the decision that they, the direction that they're going, the direction that they're going with this franchise? Because I was actually just talking to someone about this last night, um, and uh, he was very, you know, he was he was. Um, to sum it up, he he would have preferred, like he would have been okay if they had recast that character. I would have been okay either way. I'm glad I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. Right. Um, what they did definitely is the harder route. Yeah. Because we gotta be honest, the two things that cripple. Well, not crippled, but affected Marvel Studios more than anything were one, the coronavirus pandemic, and two, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. because he was supposed to be the center of the MCU with Iron Man gone. Right. So now they have to stop and completely figuring everything out and i respect marvel for you know they're taking the hard way they're not mm-hmm. because the easy thing to do would have been just recast and have whoever being uh t'challa and keep going saying no we're going to do the, the thing where t'challa has passed away as well we're retiring the character uh, that takes some guts yeah and uh, yeah, I mean, you could have easily put someone in that role and make sure that it's, you know, very explicit that this person is going to be the most reverent to this character because of whose shoes uh, he's filling and, and things like that. But to go this route, I mean, it, it, it is a very bold move mm-hmm. to... To fight, and, and you know, sentimentality notwithstanding, 
Black Panther, you know, it, it earned a, a billion dollars at, at mm-hmm. the box office, right? <clears throat> to follow that up, like when you when you follow up a, with a sequel, you always hope that it's going to do bet, you know, just as much if not better than the first. And you're not you're you're not guaranteeing a billion dollar follow up, even with the sentimentality with the people that are intrigued by um, the direction they're going, people that are that are happy with the direction that they're going, people that um, respect it, you know, that, that respect Marvel for going the direction they're going. You know, you, it, may, it may very well do a billion because of the sentimentality behind it all, but it's still a big risk. Not only do I think it does a billion, I think it makes more. Sure. That's very possible. Because you guys, how are they going to treat the passing of T'Challa? Who is going to be the next Black Panther? You have new characters coming like Namor and um, Riri Williams. Who's that? Ironheart. Oh, okay. She was gonna be in, in the movie before she gets her um, Disney Plus series. Gotcha, gotcha. And like I said, this would be the first appearance of, of Namor on TV on um, theater. So I'm gonna be very interested to see that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this might be 1.7 billion dollar movie. <laughs> yeah. And also, this movie will be the end of Phase Four. Right, so that was all the talk, really. That was, you know, or everything was big. Everything yeah. that they announced, everything they showed was big. So, like, there's a lot to digest from what they announced, I feel like. It's almost a little overwhelming at this point. Yes, and the crazy thing, all the phases are getting shorter, but we're getting more content because of Disney+. Plus. Right. So we're currently still in phase four, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, phase four ends um, after uh, Wakanda Forever, which comes out this November. Mm -hmm. And then phase five starts uh, next year with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm reading this. So we already know Kane the Conqueror is going to be in the movie. Bill Murray is in the movie. Yeah, they're getting and, everybody. And also, Modoc will be in the movie. Oh, God. <clears throat> Is he going to tie in with the Hulu? Um, let's see. Show? The Hulu show. Oh, no, What's no, it? no. No, I know what you're talking about. I forgot about that, but no. Okay. Yeah. It- so let me go through all the stuff supposed to be going through on phase five. See, Ant Man the Wasp, which will ha- introduce um, Cassie as, I believe, um, God, I can't remember what her uh, superhero name is. Is it your stature or stinger? But she's going to be in there as a superhero as well. In fact, I will look right quick. Maybe I have Kang acting a damn fool. 
stature. <clears throat> oh, okay. Oh, wait. In Young Avengers, wait, let's see. The character... Because they do, they're doing a lot of things in the movies where it's it's not just the six one six; it's also the ultimate universe. And she has she's named one thing: she's stature and from the Young Avengers one, number yeah. six, mm-hmm. and uh, stature and Stinger in Astonishing Ant Man number six. Those were yeah. introductions. So what is uh, what is basically Marvel nineteen sixty one? What is that considered? 1961 the original like the ogs well i'm confused what do you mean 1961 like the original characters that first appeared in the 60s like what are they considered in this cinematic universe oh okay so <laughs> because i've seen this um the the girl who plays uh miss marvel she's been going back and forth kevin feige saying that the comics or the 616 and not the the movie universe which was named 616 and the doctor strange and the multiverse of madness so the comics were originally 616 for the longest Mm -hmm. but i don't think people realize after the uh secret wars uh storyline by jonathan hickman Mm -hmm. the 616 universe became earth prime okay so all that stuff that happened in 616 in the comics, that is Earth Prime's history. And the 616 is the movie history. So are they done with Earth Prime, basically, in the movies? As far as what? Um, like storylines? Storylines in... Yeah, I guess... Uh, storylines and depictions of characters. Well... They've always like drawn um, inspiration from the stories in the comics, but they've never been a hundred percent accurate. Because uh, like Civil War, in the comics, it was about registering superheroes. After um, who was it? Was it the Secret War? No, it wasn't the Secret. The Young Warriors. They fucked up in a school, got destroyed, and a bunch of kids died. And the government came down on superheroes and had the Superhero Registration Act. And Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, but um, Iron Man and Captain America were on two sides of the war of, as far as registrate superheroes. Mm-hmm. And in the movies, it was basically like registering uh, superheroes because of, you know, we basically have to be controlled like the united nations have to put limits on us so while it's similar it's not 100 percent the same gotcha because one of the things in the comic books was like all these superheroes if you're registered you also have to give your secret identity meanwhile in the movies i think the only person whose secret identity isn't known is spider-man mm-hmm so like you can't really do a storyline talk about secret identities when everyone's secret identities already known. So they change the storyline a little. So yeah, they're still gonna take inspiration from the comics, but the comics there's not gonna be a one to one story. Gotcha. And they've done that. They've done that with the scrolls because in the comics the scrolls are like the 
just the, the bad guys behind the secret invasion. And if anyone watched Captain Marvel, you saw, well, no, they're they were the prosecuted ones. Mm-hmm. So things will, will change as we go on. Uh, speaking of which, this is, I'm just going to go uh, real quick through all of Phase 5. So it's the uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Echo. Well, what, uh, why don't you also say what what each one is? So Secret Invasion is a uh, Disney Plus show. Disney Plus, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Movie, Echo, Disney Plus, Loki Season 2, Disney Plus, The Marvels Movie, Blade Movie, Ironheart, Disney Plus, Agatha, Covenant of Chaos, Disney Plus, and... I think the one show most people are most excited for Daredevil Born Again, 18 oh, yeah. episode season on Disney Plus. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And the fact that it's 18 episodes makes me think that they're bringing everyone back. Mm-hmm. Like everyone from the Defenders, well, maybe everyone except for the guy who played Danny Rand, but everyone else. What? Oh, okay. oh yeah. Buddy, I never finish uh, Iron Fist, and I never will. Mm-hmm. So that's all that's coming out for Phase Five, and that's Phase will last. No, two. no, there's more. Oh, I'm sorry, I wrote more. Also for Phase Five, Captain America: New World Order. You, you, you. you. I don't know why I did that. Uh, because you're a wrestling fan like me, and that's a, uh, that music played in my head as soon as I saw the title. And best the, original intro song, entrance song. We will top five. We'll talk. We'll talk. We can always talk about it on a wrestling show. But yeah, we're quickly. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top five, but we can talk about. It. We'll talk about more later. And uh, phase five will end with the Thunderbolts, which is a TV show. No, it's a movie. It is a movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then phase six starting in Boom. November. Uh, they announced phase six, which is insane. Yes. And phases four, five, and six are all part of the saga called the multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. Phase six, I, I don't know if you saw the picture, but there are a bunch of dates up there, but there's only three movies announced so far. Right. And those movies are Fantastic Four. Avengers the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars and both of those Avengers movies are supposed to come out in the same year 2025 mm-hmm. very very interesting Yeah. so they have a lot of open things and there are some things that we know that are in the works that didn't even get announced we know that they're making an Iron Wars movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Iron Wars TV show, which would be Rhodey going around trying to basically repossess old Iron Man technology. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Wakanda series is supposed to uh, center the Dora Milaje. Deadpool three. And all the stuff that we know they got in the bag for the mutants. That's the one I'm waiting for. I, we're all waiting for that. 
So how do you feel? How, how on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for everything that was announced? Um, I am a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I am on brick. I'm ready to go. Uh, I just hope the world doesn't burn down to a crystal before <laughs> everything comes out. Right. Like yeah. if we ever need to come together and battle global warming if there ever was a reason to do it it's phase four five and six of uh <laughs> uh the mcu right yeah i oh i forgot to even mention like the exclusive stuff that they were talking about that um that was shown in hall h so Secret Invasion, Rhodey uh, is in the series. They also showed off Amelia Clark's uh, character. You know Amelia Clark from uh, Game of Thrones. Did you watch Game of Thrones? No. No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. We have an appearance by the High Evolutionary, mm-hmm. and we'll see him we see a flashback of him experimenting on a baby rocket raccoon oh well at least that was shown to the people in hall h mm-hmm. and also we get to see um adam warlock um basically they're trying to get grimoire uh, grimoire back but apparently she's joined the ravagers and taken over as a leader oh wow mm-hmm Man. Yeah. And if um, James Gunn's already came out and said this will be the last uh, movie that involves this set of Guardians. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to see that. But I th- this all huge news. I don't even know. I mean, we didn't really get to talk about Daredevil. We're both excited. I mean, Charlie Cox is back. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is back. Yeah. It's 18 episodes, so I guarantee you that I can almost put that bet down now that uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are coming back. What about John Bernthal? You think he'll come back? Ooh, please, God, please, Lord, please. John Bernthal, don't miss, man. Since I first saw that dude on The Walking Dead as Shane, he has been amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm even excited for the Thunderbolts movie because I've been back here uh, today just trying to figure out who's all going to be in that movie. Do you know much about the Thunderbolts? Uh, I was reading about it a little bit. That it's it's like it's like the Suicide Squad meets Marvel done right. Well, it's um it's a bunch of villains pretending to be heroes. Right. And apparently Baron Baron Zemo, Baron Von Zemo is mm-hmm. the leader. Yeah. And if he's if he's leading this movie, I like it already because I've liked I've liked his character. Um, in Civil War and in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, so it's probably going mean, to be let, him. Let's be honest, how, how many times did you watch that meme 
of him in the nightclub <laughs> in the Winter Soldier, <laughs> clapping his hands to the DJ, and then spinning his finger around to the hit club music. More than once, less than a billion. <laughs> right. Because uh, I'm putting a, uh, a roster together. It's going to be Zemo, um, John Walker. Um, what's her name? Uh, Black Widow's sister, Yelena. Mm-hmm. And it looks like uh, the abomination. Like you yeah. need a whole figure, and Emil Blonsky is back in the MCU. <laughs> It'll be in um, She-Hulk. And I'm sure they have people. I'm not even thinking about. Like, what if they go completely all out and say, "Fuck it, we're putting Deadpool on this team." <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Deadpool one, Deadpool two, and Logan are on Disney Plus now. Yeah, I didn't even get to talk about all the anime stuff that they're, they're coming out with, especially with the uh, Marvel Zombies, which takes place in the um, the what if world we saw where the zombies come and destroy everything. Apparently, that's going to be TVMA mature. So I wow. hope y'all got your password set up to keep these damn kids out. Mature. I don't know if I'll be watching it then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're getting gruesome with, with the zombies. No, I'm just saying I'm not. I don't know if I'm mature enough. No, right. Oh, you'll be all right. But yeah, man, I am excited. Um, I got hope for DC, Marvel. I know they got my back, and I just can't. I can't wait, man. I'm I'm, I'm fiending over here. I need it. <laughs> And this is for all you people out there who said, oh, we need to know where Marvel's plan is. What are they doing? They're just doing all these standalone things. Kevin Feige saw your tweets. He saw it. You thought you think that man lost his fastball? Hmm? <laughs> he saw y'all. He was like, oh, y'all, call, y'all saying I'm pussy? I got some for y'all ass. He gave you the heat. The stop heater. Dis- stop disrespecting them. Which is crazy because what's one thing that we heard all through um, the Infinity Saga? How are people supposed to understand what's going on? Why is it uh, everything's so connected? Everyone has to, you have to watch this movie to understand this movie. And we, and we're, we're tired of it. How come everybody can't have solo stuff? And now they're getting all the solo stuff and it turns into, well, uh, what's this mean? Where's this leading to? We don't understand. <laughs> Which, once again, proves that you just need to make your product and have fun. People will find a reason to bitch about anything. Of course. That is... That is what we do as as a people. Huh. As a species. Damn humans. Hurry up, global warming. That's just not too... Not too soon. Yeah, don't... Wait till, like, 2026 and then you can take us out. all right man you got anything else no it's it man it's an exciting time again to to be a uh 
fan of the cinematic universes. It's a great time to be a nerd. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got to get up out of here. I got to go pick the missus up from work. Um, Anthony, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Absolutely. And everybody. I, uh, oh. I, I thoroughly enjoy your enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. Because I, I try to keep up with like what's going on and things like that. But uh, I definitely rely on you to, to uh, keep me informed more than uh, I'm able to keep up. So, man, I'm, uh, you have renewed my, uh, my enthusiasm for you know, what lies ahead. Don't thank me. Thank these Google alerts. <laughs> right. them too alright everyone for, thank you for listening sharing downloaded we appreciate it and we will be back later on to talk about all the fun goings on with WWE SummerSlam looks like Brock Lesnar will be there looks like he will be looks like they didn't have to bury him on, uh, <laughs> on television yeah, thank God. <laughs> like they were going to <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be back later. Um, hopefully things stay slow. We won't have to do multiple podcasts <laughs> three in five days. I feel like I actually did some work. All right, everybody. Uh, that's it. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Laters.